0: wrestling fans of all ages shapes sizes genders and everything in between it is time to go to war and be the cure for the common wrestling podcast welcome to the revolution buzz buzz guys my name is kate murphy What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your prime minister speaking, your favorite Canadian, Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to r- you are listening to and you are listening get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on everybody this is king ricky rose your general manager and you are listening to wrestle addict radio now enjoy the show are you ready What's going on guys, Zach from the Wrestling Delicious Podcast here, welcome to episode 230 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Monday evening, enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Well then, Extreme Rules has come and gone. And as you always know, after a pay-per-view, we bring back another edition of one of my favorite shows to actually do during the podcast. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That was Extreme Rules. Now. I'm gonna this out very, very simple for you. Before we get into that, I hope your weekend was fantastic. I hope it was as safe as it possibly can be. I hope you guys enjoyed the as best as can possible. And I want to let you guys know that you are checking out this podcast on MBCurspodcastolutions.com, anchorfm slash WrestleManHadic Radio, and of course, anchorfm slash Young Lions Perspective. Also, I'll let you guys know. Of course, if you were looking to get some swanky merch for this summer, because we are still thinking the thick of things, and a massive fucking heat wave here in the state of New Jersey, It's for me and you can head over to teespring.com, forward slash the dash Y-L-P dash collection, make yourself some swanky ass merch for the summer, well, for any season, but right now we're in summertime, and it's always a good time to get you some swanky merch, rep the brand proud. Rep the YLP movement in full force. Of course, clothes for men, women, and of course the young cubs. T-shirts, tank tops, uh, boyfriend tees, flowy tank tops, leggings for the ladies, uh, hoodies, uh, what I like to call the Colts and the Pullovers, fresh, to deaf animals to do the colors for the kids, of course, kids in toddler-sized T-shirts, as well as accessories like Socks, because the ensemble outfit would wouldn't go with a nice pair of Young Lions perspective socks, as well as coffee mugs for all my coffee, for all my coffee drinkers out there, and my tea drinkers. You know, nothing wrong with a nice little, nice little cup of tea. You know, to get your mind right with a YLP mug, fresh to death, organic tote bags, beach towels, tapestries, die-cut stickers, and much, much more. Awful, nice. Price and of course for all my patrons out there in the Patreon exclusive 15% off code you can use at checkout anytime you want. We'll talk more about the Patreon later on the podcast before we go into what I consider the fun portion of the program for today. But I just want to get all a little bit a little bit of stuff about that out of the way before we get into today's episode. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. Um again, of course. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the ugly, and Extreme Rules. Oh, tear fucking God. I talked about this on Friday. Of course, y'all know that. I had—I I was fearing that Extreme Rules would be. Uh, I feared this would be the show. That would literally give me reason to believe that this show was going to be trash. And I dared WWE to prove me wrong. Last night, safe to say, and I hate it more than anything in this fucking world, WWE proved me right once again and decided to give us a what I consider a very half ass piss poor show. I hate to say it, this show sucked. But it doesn't come without its good. It had, there were a couple of good things that we can speak about on today's episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Other. This is not the 45-minute rant that I was hoping I wouldn't have to do. But yes, there are some things we need to talk about. But we'll save that for the next segment of the show. In which I'm which for the first time in quite some time, I will be combining the bad and the ugly. And if you were expecting a rant from yours truly today, well, my friend, today is your lucky fucking day because your boy is going to be going off. But we'll worry about that when we get to that point. Let's talk about the good that was Extreme Rules for just a little bit, only for a little bit of time. Let us begin with one of the matchup, the one of if not the only matchup I was literally keeping my eye on. And that was Oscar Sasha Banks. That now, usually we talk about the most important thing from the show in terms of the good. That's how we usually do things. And I think the most important thing we can take away from the show is that there were some good matches. There were. There were. Um, more importantly, the first two matches of the show, of the night. But I'll, I'll save Oscar Sasha Banks for the end of the segment, because I think it actually deserves deserved it. But let's talk about the good. The tag team tables match that opened the show for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships between the New Day taking on Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. What an opener. What a fucking opener, ladies and gentlemen. I know These four men, and, and my thing, and here's the thing. I did not know this match was going to be on the card. Did not know, and honestly did not care, what other matches were on the card. As far as I knew, we were going forward with six matches on the card. And that's what we were going to run with. We ran with it. And I believe, if I'm correct, let me just make sure. Um, Hold on. Let me make sure I got this right. So, Saru Nakamura was one. Bailey retained. No United States Championship match. And I'll discuss that later on in in today's episode. Drew retained. I don't know what the fucking result was for... uh, I don't know how you call it for... um, Strowman, Wyatt. They're saying Wyatt won. Okay. so And without the... Uh, and Rollins winning, of course. So, if we're looking at it right... One, two, three... Four. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to end the month of July with a winning record going four and one on the night. That that first and foremost, that's the most important thing. Going four and one on the evening. Can't go wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. Always good to be above five hundred. Coming walking away with a four-and-one record. Beautiful things. Beautiful things. you you love to see it. Clap it up. Paco. Pexu. Pexu. You gotta love it, y'all. Um four and one record. Uh the only one we got wrong on the night was uh Wyatt defeating Brun Strowman. And I'll discuss that, um, how confusing that was later on in the show. Because that was, I don't know what the fuck that was. But back to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship table match. This was a proper way to open up the night. Good call by the WWE brass. This match was fucking awesome. And I, I said it on Twitter. And I'll paraphrasing as best I possibly can. Um, these were four guys that I knew could really, really do a opening matchup properly. Um, I did say I had a gut feeling that Sin- Shinsuke and uh, Cesaro were going to retake the titles. And my gut feeling was correct, but we will not consider that as a victory. Actually, we won't consider it as a victory. It's technically 3-1 on the night. Still, still a dub. Still above 500. I'll take it. But I, was, I had that gut feeling that Nakamura and Cesaro were going to take the tag team championships away from the New Day as we head into SummerSlam. And I will tell you why I do not like why they made the decision to have Cesaro and Nakamura go into that. And I think you can easily figure it out within five seconds. So I'll let you do your thing and we will move on. Now, a tag team steel cage match, although it would be my cup of tea and my shot of vodka, and especially my gin and tonic. They did their job. They opened up hot. This match was dope. One of, of, if not my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the matches of the night. (laughs) Because, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we do not have three for this evening. Uh, from last evening. Um, You can say all you want about Asuka Sasha, uh, but I will explain why in the next segment. But I will give them some credit later on in this this particular segment. Um, This match was just fire. Four guys who we all know can go in the ring, handle business, make each other look great, by the way. Um, And Cesaro Nakamura put Kofi through a table. Straightjacket Powerbomb, and Cesaro and Nakamura are now the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Am I mad at that? Not at all. With the match that we were given in that opener, holy shit. That was just, fan. that was from beginning to end, my kind of match. That, That is a competitive tag team matchup. In a depleted tag team division... Cesaro and Nakamura as tag champs. Although, per- preferably, I would like to have them as singles competitors in a division that is literally depleted beyond belief. Cesaro and Nakamura on top of the mountain, and they work quite well together. The Cesaro swing into the uh, drop, low drop kick was fire. Um, the Biggie spear spot that he usually does, um, normally that makes me cringe, was done quite well. Uh, Kingston. Hit his numbers easily. This was just my kind of match. This was well done. I was very happy with the result. Um, no, no mad, can't be mad about this one. can not be mad about this one whatsoever. I was thoroughly happy, thoroughly impressed. Um, the positivity emotion, of course, from uh the new day. Fantastic. What else? Um she, do, 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 do. The, of course the trust fall from uh, Kofi always a big always a big thing the overhead suplex by Cesaro a lot of the ways they used the tables was actually pretty cool a lot of the ta- the the fake i was going to put them through the table spots was always cool they did, they did quite well um the double table spot at the end definitely uh was fantastic um i think they, they you know power bombing Kofi through the table getting the victory proud of them proud of you two for becoming the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. But unfortunately, we will discuss why in the next segment it will not last long at all. We shall continue, though. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Second match in. I was kind of sour on this match. I really wasn't too keen on this matchup. And surprise, surprise, they impressed me. In a women's division, as as what I would honestly believe as competitive as SmackDown is, I want more of that. I want more of that. Give me two more. If y'all don't know that meme by now, then I don't I can't help you. Give me two more! They rock it. Give me two more. Fucking love that meme. It's great. Subway cookies Subway Cookies. God tier cookies. I don't know how I don't know if they sprinkle crack, cocaine. Man, if y'all if y'all don't know about subway cookies, A, you're missing out. B, you don't look cookies like I do, which is hence why I still have a bit of a belly. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm saying, give me give me two more. I need more of that. I want that. I want what they did with Billy and Sasha. And Nikki and Alexa. All of it. It was fantastic. The way they even ended the match was proper. Have Bailey cheat to win using the Boss Nucks. Brilliant. Loved it. The match itself was a lot more competitive than I thought it was going to be. They made Nikki competitive. This wasn't like a five-minute squash match. They, they made this into like a 15-20-minute matchup that I was thoroughly impressed by. And think of the, the division as a whole, correct? Bailey, Sasha, Nikki, Alexa, um, Naomi, Lacey, Tamina, I guess we'll include her, Sonia, Mandy. How the fuck are you not making this as competitive as NXT's women's division with what you had on the SmackDown women's roster? How? How, Sway? In no way, shape, or form, if I have a division with Bailey, Sasha, Nikki, Alexa—well, uh, well, te- uh, technically Nikki would be on that. Well, I don't know if technically. Is, no, Nikki is technically SmackDown. Um, Lacey, Naomi, Mandy, Sonya. If you can't make a competitive division about with, with those ladies, honestly, I don't know what to tell you. Karaoke competitions would not be anything being booked in my shit. Excuse me, none whatsoever. I would make that the. I would make that the division. I would make that that like honestly. Think about it like this: main when you have main roster, right? You you are you are coming if you are NXT women superstar coming into the main roster. Main roster division should be as competitive as fucking possible. Me, personally, I would have them all in one simple division going across Raw and SmackDown, no matter what. One champion going across all brands, well, both brands in the main roster, and making it as competitive as possible. With what they've got, and with what I saw last night with Bailey and Nikki, that was a proper match. That was a proper women's title match. I need more of that. I want a lot more of that. Nikki looked like Nikki looked at points like she was going to win. At one point, Sasha looked like stressed as if Bailey was possibly gonna lose the championship. That's what you want. That's what you need. I need that. Just seeing that image of Sasha just hands on her head, thinking, oh Bailey's gonna lose this, isn't she? Billy's might lose this. You know, this was competitive. I was thoroughly happy with this. Now, and, and, and if you think about it too, this may set up Nikki to possibly go back to being crazy. You know, even having Kyrie and Asuka there, cheering her on, giving her confidence, and then little Miss Kyrie, uh, my little Kyrie, my little Kyrie, and unfortunately, there is some news that came out today that, unfort that unfortunately, for at least me personally, I'm a, I am a Kyrie Saint fan. Um, today is unfortunately Kyrie's last day in WWE. I read some news earlier today um, stating that um, after today's tapings, Kyrie Saint is no longer going to be in WWE. It's unfortunate. Um, why is it good? Why am I putting this in a good segment? Because I love me—I love Kyrie. I love me some Kyrie. Um, she's adorable. Girl can go in the ring, and God bless Kyrie. She wants to be with her husband. That's why she wants to leave. No, no terms on the deal were reached. Kyrie wants to go back to Japan and chill out and go be with her husband. And we should—we should be cool with that. I ain't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? You know, Kyrie wants to go home to Japan. Maybe do one more year over in Japan, and she's done. She's pretty much gonna be done in about a year. I don't blame her one bit. You know, honest, per- personally, between you and I, they have ever since Kyrie made it up to the main roster. I don't think they did her did her service. They did not serve her well on the main roster, and that's why I always say, you know. When you have people like Bruce fucking Brichard running the fuck show, not knowing how to book goddamn division properly for your ladies, this is what you get. It's unfortunate, but Kyrie's going to go home to Japan, be with her husband, be be a married woman, be a wife to her husband. And I'm cool with that, you know, it sucks because maybe because I I, I figured there would have been a lot more things on the horizon for Kyrie, had they done her, had they served her correctly. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And she's going to go home to Japan and be with her husband, do one more year in Japan, and she'll call it a day. And, of course, we here at the YLP Podcast, myself and my unofficial co-host, my dog Marley, wish her all the best. I wish her a happy marriage. I wish her good health. A safe trip back to Japan, of course. And uh, I hope your year in Japan, the professional wrestling scene over there, is as prosperous as you wanted it to be. If you go back to stardom, holy shit. They will open, welcome you with open arms. Absolutely. And then after that, enjoy your life. Wherever you be in the city, the countryside of Japan, wherever you may be, Ginza, Sapporo, Sapporo Osaka, you know, Harajuku, Tokyo, wherever you may be, just enjoy Enjoy, enjoy your enjoy your days as a married woman. Enjoy your your year over in Japan for wrestling. Enjoy your life. You will be missed. <sighs> Finally, I do want to say that there is a some good that came out of the Asuka Sasha match. Kind of. Okay. (laughs) No, I will not front. Asuka Sasha. The Raw Women's Championship. Up until the last... If you take out the last five minutes, this would have been match of the night. Hands fucking down. Match of the night. Easily. This would have been an easy snap judgment done had they concluded the match properly, had they concluded the match in the right manner. And trust me, I'll talk about that in the next segment, what what the original plan was and then why they did what they did with Asuka and Sasha. And um, trust me when I tell you, personally, I did not like the call in terms of why they did what they did with the last five minutes of that matchup. But I'll explain why in the next segment, if you haven't checked out WrestlingInc.com as of yet, I did uh, on my lunch break earlier today at work. But, if, like I said, if you take away the last five minutes, this match, was, this match had potential to be at least an honorable mention of the year. Without fail, without question, no questions asked, 100% easily could have been match of the night, and can easy candidate for honorable mention of the year, at least. Match of the year, not so much. But honorable mention, absolutely, without question. This was about as competitive as you can get. This... Both women's matches, since the last five minutes of Asuka Sasha, were going to be in my top three. I'm not going to front; they were both were going to be in my top three, and without without a doubt, both of these. Both I can, I'll, I'll tell you my three right now. What three matches were going to be in my top three for the night? But I'm not going to d- un- unveil the number one. We'll we'll talk about that later on the show. But my three, th- my top three for the night would have been easily both women's title matches and the opening t- opening match for the tag team ch- SmackDown tag team championships between the New Day Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Without question, easily that was my top three. In what order? I will never tell. Unfortunately, though the those last five minutes really play a factor, and unfortunately they do not make the cut. I mean, I, I can't do a full top three if I didn't get a full proper match, beginning to end, because of what we saw in the last few minutes of the matchup. But up till that point, Asuka Sasha was they were tearing the roof off, and and kudos to both ladies. This is again, this is a matchup I have always really appreciated, um, keep my eye on because the, I know the caliber of these two, I know what they're capable of, I know what Sasha's capable of when, she, when, when it comes to big money matchups she wants to make it the best possible match, Asuka especially, and I've noticed this as of late when it comes to a certain talent like a Sasha or a Bailey or a Charlotte, she will always bring her best, both of them brought their best last night both of them were ready to bring their A game and they did until Vince McMahon decided to be a full on uh, go full retard, and uh, again we'll discuss that uh, a little bit later on in the next segment. But seriously, okay, we don't know you. Uh, yeah, that was this. Unfortunately, safe to say. Unfortunately, this was all I felt that was good about this show. And that, unfortunately, for the grade of last night's um, extreme rules, this does not help their case. Well, why? Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, there is no ugly today. There is no bad today. Well, there is. But it's been a while since I've actually had sat down and ranted And I know a few of you out there are big fans of my rants. How do I know? I just kind of figured. Some of you may not like when I get down with the get down with the rants. And that's perfectly understandable. But trust me when I tell you, we have some things to talk about. Stay tuned. Grab your popcorn. Get a drink. Roll up something. Turn down your TV. Put on your headphones. Leave, take your kids and tell them to go play somewhere for about, I'd say, at least 30 minutes. Tell them to go play. Mommy, daddy will be right back. Or put on your headphones, take the dog out, unless you're living in my neck of the woods and it's hot as fucking balls outside. Hot as Hades as asshole. You're going to want to stick around for this. And for those of you who love the YLP podcast and know that when it's time for a rant, you get your money's worth. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back. Episode 230 of the YLP Podcast. And before we get into the fun portion of the program, um, of course, this segment is brought to you by, of course, our Patreon. Over on patreon.com slash Year We got a Patreon, y'all. Just in case you didn't know, especially for all the new noob, noob noobs out there that are coming into the fold. First and foremost, thank you. Second and foremost, where have you been? Um, third... Of course, again, thank you very much for checking out this episode of the podcast. Thank you for checking out the YOP realm. It's a nice place over here we have cookies, um, coffee, um, nice little, you know, pomegranate juice, because I like pomegranate juice. Don't be weird. It's fine. Water, you know, tea, um, other little, you know, finger foods and such. Think of, think of your finger, finger foods and go from there. Or d'oeuvres, whatever have you, what have you. But, of course, patreon.com slash Radio. If you're looking for more exclusivity in your life. You know, there's a lot of people out there that go to country clubs and all this shit. Over here at Wrestle Addict Radio, we like, we enjoy a little bit of exclusivity every once in a while. And again, for 17 cents a day, equating $5 a month, you can get very exclusive access to not only us, but shows you will not be able to listen to on regular Wrestle Addict Radio programming. I'm talking about, of course, Love and War, with Kate Murphy, the HBIC herself, and King Ricky Rosé as they discuss uh, what it's like to uh, be dating in, in today's society as not only a professional wrestling fan, but as a professional wrestling podcaster as well. Uh, very good show. Um, fell in love with the first episode and, and I've loved it ever since. Um, also shows like Fretz's Fave Five, where he's going into his top five insert whatever the hell you want here he's done episodes such as uh, more recently uh top five in your house uh shows in his no this is all his opinion of all time as well as uh female wrestlers and many more topics you can go check out over there and as well as my show my exclusive patreon show the secret files where you don't know exactly what i'm gonna be talking about until you hit play and trust me when i tell you in the month of august I have a hell of a show set up. Um, I have spoken with a certain someone uh, about a certain topic that uh, we both have agreed on that is very, very uh, telling uh, in the professional wrestling landscape. And it's something that needs to be addressed. I am an advocate for this. And I am wondering why, as of late, this particular topic is bothering me. Now, we're both... now the person I've spoken with, and I will be doing, uh, we will be uh, taking a couple weeks uh, to see what may, if, if anything may change with this particular topic. But if, but unfortunately, we, I have the feeling that it will not. Uh, we will just have a nice little two-wheel trial period and come the month of August, I guarantee you, it's going to be quite royal. As well as, of course, you get to be part of our group chat Yes, we have a group chat on upon your uh, arrival into the Patreon land that is uh, over here in the war realm. Um, You get to be part of an exclusive group chat uh, where you actually get to talk to not only just all the patrons, all the patrons uh, who are a part of the war realm, you know, exclusive. um, But also you get to talk with me and all the other members of the Wrestle Addict Radio family. And we have fun over there. Uh, we We talk about a lot of different topics. Over there, everybody has a little fun with that. Of course, wrestling is the main of topic nine times out of ten. But we do talk about other things, you know, and it's good stuff. It's a really cool time. And shout out to all the patrons. Uh, of course, uh, my man Quarantine June, uh, Jermaine, Kabita, I love y'all. Love y'all lots. Um, and all the other members of the Patreon family. Um, I, think it's, I, I think it's a cool thing. I think it's really cool uh, to be able to talk with the patrons as well. It's fun. It's fun for me. And it's fun for everyone else as well. Um, and sh- uh, of course, shout out to Juman uh, for uh, repping my merch. I never gotta post them. Uh, I-, I got the picture of you in that Y L P pride shirt, my dude. So I gotta I gotta make sure I post that. Remind me, if-, if you if you are in earshot, my man's remind me to put it put that on my Instagram and my Twitter. Okay? Remind me if I don't remember. Um, of course we also celebrated my two year anniversary. Um, over over there in the group chat. And, it's, uh, and thank you guys so much for being part of that. Uh, two years in the game is, is very hard, especially doing what I do as a solo podcaster. Um, three, three shows a week at least, um, day, weekend, week out for shit. I, that week vacation I had was the first time I had done a proper vacation where I didn't do any work related anything in almost two years. So, I mean, it's really it was really cool, but it was also cool to actually share that moment with everybody um, and of course, shout out to my homegirl Jessica R for actually uh, making that um, two-year thing for me. She's not a patron yet, but we're working on it. Um, but yeah, that that little that picture there—I thought it was cool. I shared it with the group, and they fell in absolute love with it. Couldn't be proud. Couldn't be proud. More proud of that. Two years in the game means a lot. But other than that, let's finish up with this nice little cold, nice little cold read here. Also, how about this? If the first two. Didn't catch your eye? Didn't catch your ear? Or make you think maybe I want to consider being a patron? How about an exclusive code? That I cannot tell you here on uh, the YLP podcast, but an exclusive code that will get you fifteen percent off every single time. You go to any of our Teespring stores on WrestleMania Radio for the WrestleMania Radio fam. That includes the original Wrestle, uh original War Collection. Uh, the HBIC collection, the King Ricky Rose collection, my collection, the YLP collection curated by yours truly, the Fretzelmania collection, the Game Changer collection, and of course the Light Collection by One Man Chappelle, and his shit is fire. Get that shit. I don't don't just get my shit. But definitely get his shit. Well, get you can get all of it, but fifteen percent every single time you check out your that is your code, bruh, or or madam. That's your code. You get to use that every single time you check out. All of that for $0.17 a day. Name the last time $0.17 got you anything. $0.17 doesn't even get you past the tolls on the Garden State Parkway. but $0.17 can get you exclusive access to all of that. $5 a month. Patreon.com. Slash, Addicts Radio. Always accepted, never expected, but we do thank you for your patronage if you do decide to join today. Now that we got that bullshit, now we got that nonsense out of the way, I almost said bullshit, because it's not bullshit, it's my shit. Now that we got all the obligations out of the way, motherfucker, we got some things to talk about. Oh, we have some things to talk about. I have literally 53, less than 53 minutes to talk about it, and I don't think I'll need all 53. I'm just going to get it out there right now. Now, of course, like I said, we got past the good. We got past the first two matches. Now I get to get in my fucking bag. Who oh, in their right fucking mind said it was a good idea to just bring out MV fucking P with Bobby Fuck Lashley and say we ain't having no match this evening? Hmm? Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Apollo Crews is not medically cleared, cleared to compete against MVP. Just say he had COVID, bitch. Oh, he didn't pass his physical because of an injury sustained at the hands of Bobby Lashley. Then, on top of that, you're going to have MVP say, let that be a lesson to anyone foolish enough to step into the ring with the almighty Bobby Lashley. It's a problem they must come to terms with. No apply to Full full Nelson shit. So, now, MVP, ergo, vis-a-vis, per se, is now the United States champion. What bitch hold on You mean to tell me that because your man's beat the shit out of motherfucking Apollo Cruz, Ergo, VZV, per se, you just you just for you, he forfeit and now you the champion In what fucking plenty States If you don't compete for said championship, you automatically just become United States champion. Hmm? What planet? What planet? What promotion? What country? What city? What continent? How, Sway? How? It don't make no goddamn lick of sense. Oh, this is just the light portion of the program. I haven't even gotten into my real bag yet. So, MVP now is just is just United States champion because reasons. We're going to cancel the match. But now MVP just says off rip, I'm United States champion because he couldn't show up. No, that's not how that shit works, Mr. MVP. Dickhead. There must be tournament for said championship to determine new champion. Not just... That's that's like that's like my mom saying, right? That's like that's like literally me saying, right? That's like me saying I'm gonna give my mom a hundred dollars, and that equates to four hundred dollars in rent, and we good. You know how fast I would get my ass whooped? My mom will reach for the nearest whatever she got near her and kick my ass. I don't care if it's a dog treat; she gonna throw it at my head and tell me you better give me the rest of the three hundred. Or you can get the hell out of my house. That's stupid. What kind of fucking logic does that make? That's like my dog being able to speak English. It would be dope as fuck and quite hilarious. And I'm questioning if I was high or not. But it would be a beautiful thing. That's a nice moment. This shit right here. Right here, this shit is dumb as fuck. Make a tournament, find a new champion. If it's so, if if MVP wins the shit, then he can say I am the United States champion. But you just don't say you're the US champion because your opponent didn't show the fuck up because your homeboy whooped his ass in the back. Or, as we like to put it, possibly had COVID. Okay? We're done with that stupid ass, stupid ass, head ass, looking ass, failure of a fuck. This this shit. Okay, this shit. Uh, do I want to go light, or do I just want to go in my bag? Do I want to go? Do I really want to go in my bag? Do I really want to go in my fucking bag? Yep, I'm gonna have to go in my. Actually, no, I'm not gonna go in my bag yet. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there just yet. I'm just warming up the kettle. We're warming up the kettle. Let me get comfortable in this bitch. Dolph Ziggler, you. Dolph Ziggler, you're an idiot. You dumb as hell. How you gonna tell? How you gonna really? Let's let's really use let's let's everyone take out a piece of paper, okay? Get your crayons out and let's logically write this down, okay? Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre. Dolph Ziggler was given the right to pick the stipulation by WWE champion Drew McIntyre, okay. Dolph Ziggler then waits until said pay-per-view to make stipulation. Dolph Ziggler then says the WWE championship will be fought under extreme rules for me only. If McIntyre gets counted out, I win. If you get disqualified, I win. And you still lose. You had table spots, you used chairs, you beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre, and one kip-up into a claymore, you lose. Trust me, fam, you can sell your ass off, but when it comes to big, uh, big moments in terms of big championship matches, you lose. In my mind, personally, in my mind, I have now deemed you enhancement talent. I said it, and I ain't gonna take that back. you might as well be in R-Truth territory. Lower mid card, barely used, and made for me to laugh my ass off. I agree with Solid Monster on this because he said it last night during his post-show. Why didn't you just ban the Claymore kick? If he uses it, he loses the championship. That, in and of itself, sir, would have been big brain, 900 IQ plays. Now, don't get me wrong. Extreme rules for you, clever move. And you still lost. Yes, NL is in your name, bitch. I only know of one person who wanted to see Dolph Ziggler win last night. I ain't gonna out them. That ain't none of my business. I know who though, but we ain't gonna do that. We don't do that here. We ain't that type. We ain't that type of people. Okay, we just we just spit facts. But but we all but said person also knew that it wasn't gonna be what it was. We knew that. We all knew what the situation was. We knew Drew was gonna retain. But it makes Dolph Ziggler look absolutely stupid. You're making Dolph look dumb. Whose man's is this? Oh wait, I know. Bruce fucking Pritchard. You're an idiot. I understand that you're now booking shows for Raw and SmackDown. But sir, let's get one thing fucking straight. One big thing fucking straight. You are literally coming off the worst week of your career in terms of booking shows. Not only did you have a shitty go-home show for SmackDown, you single-handedly... I'm just going to pick on you because Vince McMahon, you next. You and Vince McMahon single-handedly had the worst-rated viewership in the history of Monday Night Raw. Your show has been on 30-plus years. And you gave the fans a 1.569. Worst You had a chance to redeem yourself on Sunday. And instead, you dropped the fucking ball. On top of that, you make Dolph Ziggler look like a damn fool. He had every single big opportunity to win that. And in the end, you lose. How long is it going to be before Ziggler gets another title shot in 2021? How long? I don't care. It didn't matter to me. On top of that, you actually, had McIntyre just get, just, just, you know, Ziggler just asked for a title shot and McIntyre was like, yeah, you good. I got you. What kind of shit is that? But don't worry i ain't done now i'm gonna get in my fucking bag now i'm gonna get in my bag this is what this this portion of the program is called where wwe royally fucked up and i told you from the beginning i had i gave no fucks no shits no dams no fds b e q nine niner whatever i gave none of that for this i for an i match this match sucked Worst match of the night, easy. I knew this match was gonna be a fucking waste of my time. Twenty minutes, I could never get back. And the ending. All oh, the all oh, the ending. Oh my oh my god. If y'all know, if y'all didn't go on my Instagram last night and see the picture I, I uh I got from uh Twitter of what the eyeball actually looked like. Bruh, it looked like some 35 cent joint you can get from like the, the gumball machine and shit. What was that? What in the fuck was that? Yeah. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here. Seriously. This match was garbage. And I told you on Friday. I did not care for this match whatsoever. I didn't even care who won this match. And surprisingly, Seth Rollins won. And then, when he saw what he did to Rey Mysterio, he looked like a wuss and he puked. Honestly, ask yourself this question. Did you care after that match was over? If the answer is yes, I don't know what to tell you because... I. uh, that's a, that's a you. That's at that point. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. Hmm. If your answer is no, you're smart. This entire feud has been garbage. The entirety of this whole Mysterio Rollins feud has been an ab- abject failure. I have never been so disrespected in my life in terms of this. And I'm a big fan of Rey Mysterios. I'm a big fan of Seth Rollins. But you had that man go from King Slayer to, to uh looking like a cross dresser. Raiding Becky Lynch's closet. Y'all know what the jacket looked like. Don't play, don't act like you didn't. Monday Night Messiah, my ass. That gimmick sucks. Whoever thought of that should get fired on site. Immediately. Wasting my fucking time. Please. Seriously, I looked at Twitter the entire match. Everyone hated this. I'm surprised maybe one, maybe two people most. At most, were saying this was a good match. And then got shitted on by everybody in the comments. How? How in, how in the name of everything that is holy? Excuse me. Would you even think for one second this match was any good? You know what I did the entire time I watched that match? Watch YouTube videos. Not playing, not even lying to you. I watched YouTube videos, and then looked up every single, every once in a while. I was like, "Oh did, 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 did I out yet? No, okay, cool. I'm gonna go back to watching YouTube. Eat popcorn. That was your that was your literal low point of the show. And what made it even worse was that they, when they canceled the United States Championship match, okay, they then went right into it. Mm, 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 mm. This is when filler matches would have helped. And thank God, and thank, I, I think Jeff Hardy should be thanking thanking his lucky stars that that ballroom brawl did not go down last night. Because I, 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 at that, at that point, I, I wanted no bit of that. I don't want want a bit, like any bit of that whatsoever. I'm glad they had, they were gonna do that for this Friday on SmackDown. Thankful. Thankful. Fuck you, mean seriously. This, this like just the entire like the feud in and of itself. the second they made the stipulation that Rey Mysterio picked the stipulation for this match at that point I checked out I immediately checked out an eye for an eye match I said this on Twitter why couldn't you just have a good old street fight like everyone else does Hmm? could I had extreme rules something you know what I'm saying no No, let's have a match where the winner, you can't, the only time, the only way you're going to win the match is if I take your eye out. What the fuck? Who's writing this shit? Who? I know Bruce got a hand in this shit. I know Bruce got a hand in this shit, because he's booking this shit. Executive Director of Bullfrog and SmackDown. Mm Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon thinking it's all good. You yeah, know, let's, let's do an eye for an eye match. How about you go sit over there in your fucking diaper and shut the fuck up? Seriously? There was nothing about this match that has any bit of value in it whatsoever. I wouldn't even rate I wouldn't even give it half a star. It was boring. I didn't care. They didn't make me care. And you basically wasted what many people would consider a main event player in Seth Rollins. I hope for, I really do hope Rey Mysterio gets out of his contract when it comes up. I really do. I hope he bounces, waits for his three-month no-compete clause, and goes right over to AEW. Or, what I personally want to see, goes straight over to New Japan and compete for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Fuck! Kind of garbage is that? Gar? This is garbage. Straight up, absolute fucking garbage. An embarrassment to Seth Rollins. An embarrassment to to, to a man like Rey Mysterio. Blatant disrespect. And this is why I can't fuck with Raw anyway. You don't make your main event scene proper. You have no one in your main event scene. And we're about to go into tonight where more than likely the main event is going to be Big Show versus Randy fucking Orton in an unsanctioned match. Who in their right fucking mind wants to see Big Show... Versus Randy Orton in anything in 2020. From what I heard, Big Show had three segments on Monday night last week. Three. Why? Why retire, Big Show? Please retire for the eighty-five hundredth time. Please, you're do us a favor. If you watch Raw on a regular basis, God bless you. Seriously. My condolences to your sanity. Cause you're gonna need it. How anyone can go watch Raw tonight after what we saw on Sunday night? I pray. I I and I don't even pray often like that. I pray they break their own record this week. I fucking pray they break that 1.5. I pray it goes one point four five. Seriously, this is this is unbearable. This shit, this, this shit is this shit is unfucking bearable. Again, I, if you are able to stomach at least an hour of raw, God bless you. I can't do it. I don't have the stomach for it. I don't have the heart for it. My mind ain't right for it. I haven't watched. I literally have not watched a full episode raw in almost, at least over a year because that it insults my intelligence and I lose IQ points all day because of it. I for a fucking I And speaking of Monday night, let's get to Oscar and Sasha Banks real quick. Those last five minutes of the matchup. Man, man, seriously, seriously, and what was what I was going to consider at least a, a, a third one a thirty-three point three thirty-three and a third percent chance to get match of the night? We get what the oh, we get the fuck what we just saw. Now you can make the argument that it it adds a little drama going into Monday Night Raw. Because we don't know, we don't have a proper decision where you have uh, a proper whoever the hell is a uh, winner of the Raw Women's Champion. If you go on Chairshot.com and you look at coverage for Extreme Rules, it says unresolved. This whole, this whole fucking brand is unresolved. You mean to tell me? Follow me, follow me on this journey, if you will. You mean to tell me you are gonna book? Oscar, who is going to attempt to miss Sasha in the face and blind her. She ducks. Referee gets the mist. Okay, Bailey then attacks Oscar after she attacked Kyrie on the outside. Okay, we, we still we still following. Okay, you then then you have Bailey take the referee's shirt off. And have her count the three count. And forcing the person on the outside to ring the bell? And this is all in air quotes, by the way. Thus declaring Raw Women's Champion Sasha Banks? What the fuck kind of garbage-ass booking is that? Again, a fucking game... This had the potential to be a possible match of the night. I I oh my God. Just um uh seriously. And you wonder why I always say main roster, the women's main roster divisions are in the fucking toilet. It's because of shit like that. You had a banger of a match with Asuka and Sasha, and you pull that shit. Again, I understand it furthers the feud between Asuka and Sasha. I get that. But, <laughs> motherfucker, y'all got Shayna Baszler Bianca Belair. Summer Slam's coming up in, a, in about five, six weeks. And you mean to tell me, y'all, was, I, I understand you're trying to keep the focus with Sasha and Bailey? I get that. But you got that on SmackDown. And here's some fuck shit for you. If you wanted to hear some fuck shit. I was watching Wrestling Inc. A little video on WrestlingInc.com on my lunch break. The original plans were for Asuka to beat Sasha. But guess who decided to stroll right in and make a last minute change to the booking plans. You guessed it. The old xenow dumbass Vince McMahon. Yep, he made a last-minute decision in order, in order to, as a way to get fans to watch Monday Night Raw because of their failure of an episode last week. That is why. Now, in theory, I get it. Execution was trash. So now we do not have a Raw Women's Champion. We have no Raw Women's Champion. It's an unresolved title. They're going to they get to do it again at uh, SummerSlam. And more than likely, they're going to have Sasha win the championship, the screwing over Asuka once again in order for Sasha and Bayley to do this. You have the SmackDown Women's Championship on Bailey. What brand is Sasha on? SmackDown. What match should they, what title should both of them compete over? The SmackDown Women's Championship. Nope, we're going to have, possibly have Sasha win the Raw Women's Championship too. I would be all for the two-woman power trip. But the way they booked it last night was a failure. And here's 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 something else that I really feel bad about. In terms of Shinsuke and Cesaro, this is the only bad thing. I it's the only one thing I think is going to happen. If you don't think that the New Day are going to become nine time champions at SummerSlam, I got a beach house in Idaho to sell you. If you want that, the Brooklyn Bridge over in uh, Canada, I got that for you too. Honestly, let's be real. Am I happy that Shinsuke and Cesaro have a run with the championships? Absolutely. Yes, I, I am thoroughly pleased. But, my God. If, honestly, expect the New Day To win back those tag team championships. That reign ain't lasting long, people. You want to know why? Not because New Day rocks, because you have a depleted tag team division on SmackDown. That's why. Not my fault. Not my fault. That's on them. That's on all of them. But seriously, when you don't, when you don't have any, like, where are the Forgotten Sons? Where's Miz and Morrison? Oh wait, my bad. Still getting their ass kicked by Braun Strowman. I'm sorry. But seriously. You have no tag team division, which means you have nothing to be competitive about. Which means expect New Day to win back the championships come SummerSlam, whenever that may be, August or September. I don't really care. They're gonna win those championships back. They're gonna become nine-time tag team champions. You're gonna li- you're gonna go back and listen to this, and you're gonna be like, Zach was right. Mr. YLP was right. I ain't sugarcoating this shit. Oh, what else we got fucking left before I get the hell out of here? Because I'm not, oh man, I'm man. Uh, what else we got fucking left in this bull? Oh, 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 the swamp fight! Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah we can have fun with this shit. All right, the swamp fight. What the fuck was that? What what was this? If you're as confused as I am, I understand. If they were looking for a cinematic masterpiece, they didn't get it with this one. Seven hours they filmed this. And it turned out to be a complete pile of dog shit. The only thing I will have any positive on is that they utilized Alexa Bliss as somewhat of a sister Abigail. Now, she is not Sister Abigail. We know this. We got this down. It is a fem- it is a weird female version of Ray White. That's in the there, That's many moons ago. And that, and that, unfortunately, that that feud between Balor and Wyatt sucked. Neither here nor there. Not going to even go there with that. Other than the Alexa Bliss moment, this this match, if you want to call it that, was also dog shit. And now the fiend has returned. Hooray! You want to know when the fiend died? When Goldberg beat the fiend. I said it. You know what? You want to know when no one gave a shit about the fiend anymore? When Goldberg beat the fiend. Wasting my goddamn time. I I mean I uh, I didn't think it was gonna close out the show. I didn't care at that point. Honestly, at that point, I'm just like whatever. Maybe this can salvage what what the whatever the hell last night was. It didn't. I don't even know what the fuck that was. I was confused. My brain hurt. I was sitting there, just like, um, I don't know. I don't. I do. So, so now we go to. We're gonna go to SummerSlam. Technically, one one, and we're gonna have to blow off with Strowman. And why for the uh, Universal Championship, the Fiend versus the the uh, uh, the Monster Among Men. Really, really. Extreme rules as a as a whole, and because you got to do it as a whole. You can't just do it as parts. You gotta do it as a whole. Extreme rules as a whole was not was a nice little projected uphill climb, then went straight down into the depths of hell. This show sucked. This show was trash. Shitty booking. Boring matches that I didn't give a shit about. A confusing end to a pay-per-view. You had two, your first two matches of the night be straight up fire matches. I enjoyed both. I enjoyed the tag title match and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Very great very great way to open up the show. Then all of a sudden it went to straight to fucking hell. Last you. But, sir, really? I'm not even going, I'm not even, trust me, I'm put. this is going to be the first time I've ever done this. There is no MVP for the show. There is no MVP. I'm not going to hand out MVP. I'm not going to hand out a match of the night. Alright, I lied. I'm going to hand out a match of the night, at least. And that will go to um cesaro and shinsuke versus the new day because that match opened up properly banger of a match that match deserves that there ain't no mvp there is no mvp for this show the first time ever i have done this there is no mvp that's how much i despise this show people were saying on twitter this is the worst pay-per-view of the year Honestly, have to say I agree. It's funny how when we get to the month of July, every single year, for at least the past three, four years, when we get to July, pay-per-views just go in the fucking toilet. This is the build to SummerSlam. We are now on the road to SummerSlam. And somehow, way, every fucking time we get to July, it crashes and burns. Every time. And don't even get me started on Battleground 2017. Don't even get me started. Uh, y'all, let's be real. This show was a failure. This show failed in every, almost every aspect of the show. The tag, the first two matches, cannot save this. Buddy Murphy versus Kevin Owens couldn't save this. Vince McMahon couldn't save this. Bruce Pritchard, sure as hell couldn't save this shit. This show couldn't be saved. And I thought Asuka Sasha was going to be able to give us something. And then we got those last five minutes of the show. Don't get me wrong. Match was great. But you can't give me what you gave me as an ending. And then say, the only reason we're doing this is because we want fans to come to Raw. If I, I mean, if, if you told me, as a, if I was a person who didn't watch World Wrestling, kind of dabbled in it from time to time, saw the big shows and all that shit, and you told me that Big Show was going to face Randy Orton in, in, in an unsanctioned match, I would honestly tell you, my first question would be, Big Show's still wrestling? literally to the casual goon they'll probably get they'll, they'll probably have a hard on for this shit regular to me hell no absolutely not you're going into raw like you almost always do going into the the, the raw after a pay-per-view looking like dumb fucks Trying to salvage anything you fucking can. And hoping, praying, you don't fuck up again. Oh, you're wondering about the final grade. You're lucky I don't give this show an F. You are lucky, Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard. I don't give your show an F. I can't. Fortunately, you had two two your first two matches of the night were bangers. You got lucky, but you didn't go away unscathed, my friends. You didn't go away unscathed, bros. This show, again, more than likely the worst show I will see all year. Something about July pay-per-views that just makes you just not even bother having any hope for it. I told you this on Friday. I had no hope for this show. None whatsoever. My expectations were about as low as low could get. I asked, I begged WWE to prove me wrong. And produce a somewhat decent show. Did I not? And what they do? Exactly what I thought they were going to do. Start off strong. End like shit. Booking decisions that confuse the masses. I listen to Joe Cronin. I listen to Solid Monster. I listened to JD from NY206. I tried to listen to it as much as I possibly could throughout the day today. All, for the most part, negative. Said exactly the same thing. Opening, mat, opening tag team title match, good, really good. Bailey and Nikki Cross, better than expected. After that, negative across the board. You see a pattern here, Vince? This is why you get 1.5s. This is why your ratings hour to hour on Raw are garbage. This is why you get under twos on SmackDown, Bruce. Jeez, this is an embarrassment I'll put put it to you even more perspective I'll put it to you even a better perspective if I had a group of squad over right I had a group of friends over and we were watching Extreme Rules I would be embarrassed to have them watch this I would be sitting. And I would be sitting on my spot on the couch, looking on and just thinking, "Damn, I'm embarrassed to even watch this right now." As well, we should. So, as far as my final grade goes, hold this D minus. You deserve it. The only reason I don't fail you is because those first two matches of the night. And even then, they don't save you. Not one fucking bit. You better pray. You better pray. Tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw doesn't go to hell. You better pray you get anything above a 156. You better pray, or else the hounds are coming after you on Twitter. Oh, the roasting will be even worse. Don't break that record tonight, Vince. Don't do it. I'm done. I'm fucking done. So guys, that's going to be it for episode 230 of the YLP podcast, talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly that was Extreme Rules. I uh, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are and the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast, and as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Of course... Well, if you have any thoughts, concerns, opinions, or if you just really want to talk shit, or if you got anything to say about extreme rules from last night, if you agree with my rant, if you agree with what I said about the good, if you agree with the grade, if you don't agree with the grade, the grade if you thought I should have been a little higher, I thought I should have given the show an F. Sound off. Let your voice be heard with a voice message over on anchor.fm slash younglionsperspective and anchor. Dot fm slash wrestle addict radio. Also, leave some comments over at ambiguous Check it out over there. Check out all the um all the podcasts over there on ambiguous podcast and make sure you check out all the podcasts over on Russell addict radio as well. If you're going to be on wrestle addict radio, make sure you leave YLP in the title so I know that you're referring to me personally. If I like your voice message enough, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode. YLP podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend. to Tell a friend about the YLP podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters. Use your Facebook Messenger. Slide into your friend's DMs or your homegirl's DMs or your girl's DMs or her. I'm not getting into that. Um, you know, send it through a text message. Whatever you gotta do to spread the word of the YLP podcast, do so. You're only spreading the word, and you're making the movement that much bigger. Because in these unprecedented times, we know that some of you right now are still in somewhat quarantine, and we want you to let we want we want to let you know that we here at uh, Wrestle Attic Radio, you can find solace in us, knowing that we can provide you the some of the best entertainment in terms of professional wrestling podcasts in the business. And I'm not just saying that just because I am biased; it's because it's the goddamn truth. Because With the YLB Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and the Light Show with Man Chappelle, not only are we the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, not only do we keep wrestling real, but we are absolutely 100% without a doubt the alternative of professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, of course, I haven't done a little Marley moment of the the show in quite some time, but I want to take time out because my dog's here and she's looking at me intently to make sure I fulfill my obligations with that. Stop messing with your ear. Thank you. (laughs) Marley wanted to let you know, of course, my unofficial co-host. Yes, you, child. Yes, you. I'm I'm talking about you, okay? She would like me to remind you that in these times, to ensure that you are getting your adequate amount of sleep... Uh, Miss Ying Yang over here requires at least 8 to 12 hours of sleep per day. Uh, many naps throughout the day usually help her cause. Uh, making sure you eat a very, uh, adequate and nutritious, uh, diet. Um, making sure you get your proper amount of exercise throughout the day. And, of course, treating yourself every once in a while with a little bit of treats. I had mine today. I had a drumstick that was provided from my work. They were quite delicious and it was vanilla caramel. Mmm, hmm Anywho, that was your Barley moment of the show. Getting back into the swing of things, of course. uh, I know there's most of you out there do not listen to this show on Anchor. That's perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings in any way, shape, or form. I promise you that. But if you honestly believe for one second that we are just a technically a two-trick pony, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. I will tell you that right now, 100%. Because with, you know this podcast, the Game Changer podcast, the Kings and Rings podcast, and the, the Light Show with Man Chappelle, we are spread out across many different platforms for your listening pleasure, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbeam, and shout out to the Podbeam family, and big shout out, of course, to the Apple Podcast crew. Much love to y'all. Y'all are a majority of uh, the listeners of my show, and for that... I appreciate you one time, big time. Shout out to all y'all Apple Podcast listeners out there. Getting back into the swing of things, of course, Castbox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course that good old Spotify. Bam! Search for the Wild Bee Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and of course the Delight Show with Manchapel across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding them. What so? Ever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Y L P podcast, you can follow me on my social media and all that good stuff. If you want to follow me over on in the Twitter sphere, you can be following me over there at Swede Senator War. That's S-U-E-D-E. S-E-N-A-T-O-R, Capital W, Capital A, Capital R. I do live tweeting for A E W Dynamite every Wednesday night. Unless I have a prior engagement to attend to. SmackDown Live every Friday night. Of course, same thing if I have a prior engagement to attend to. Every WWE live pay-per-view. Next one up will be SummerSlam, whatever that may be. We do not have a date for it as of yet. But once we do, I will be live tweeting for SummerSlam for sure. Also, every AEW live pay-per-view, and I know the next big one that they have coming up. Will be AEW All Out. We still don't know uh, a date for that as of yet, but more than likely it will be at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Once we find out a date, I will definitely be talking about that for sure at length and ad nausea. Every NXT and NXT UK takeover special, yes, NXT UK is still a thing, and as far as we know, October is still the month that we are going to get NXT UK take over Dublin. I hope that's a thing. I pray that's a thing because trust me, there was there was they were really working towards getting some big bangers on the Dublin card. Trust me, Balor versus Volter. You're welcome. <laughs> and of course, NXT Takeover would be on the same weekend as SummerSlam weekend. Um, once we figure out all the logistics of that and dates and all that stuff, we will. I will make sure to provide that information for you as well. And of course. New Japan is back. New Japan Pro Wrestling is back into the swing of things. They just had um, their first show of the week. I believe it was New Japan Road. Um, so I might have to check that out. I know a little bit of the results, so it's nothing too crazy. But I know we're headed towards uh, Hiromu versus Evil for the IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship matchup. This coming Saturday, that should be good times. And if I'm up at 3.30 in the morning because I went to the bathroom and I can't go back to sleep, I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, the mothership of everything that is YLP, you can follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective memes breaking news. Updates on shows in case you missed it, 60-second thought videos, memes, memes, and Mo memes because who doesn't love a good old wrestling meme? And I'm sure that Rey Mysterio wrestling memes are in full force right now, and I did see one in the Patreon chat, and that was absolutely freaking hilarious. So I know they're all out and about, and I'll tell you, I, I, honestly, DM me your memes. I will post them on my, on my page. Not even lying, I will post them on my page, and I will and I will give you huge credit if you make a solid uh, wrestling meme from Extreme Rules last night. You make a solid uh, wrestling meme from Extreme Rules last night or this coming week, DM me, and if I like it, I will post it on my uh, Instagram page. And all over there, my Instagram page also connects to my Facebook, uh, and you can and I can you can find yes, I have a Facebook. Um, I don't use it as often, but lucky for me, Instagram connects to the Facebook stories and all my posts go over connected as well, and you can search for that on Facebook, just type in Young Lions Perspective Podcast and uh, give this page a like, Um, follow it, got over 100 followers over there, and I appreciate every single one of y'all for uh, uh, showing some love, liking it, share it, let's get up to 200, by the end of 2020, I would greatly appreciate it, showing you your love for the YLP movement. Follow me on all these different platforms. Stay up with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. Looking over to the judges to ensure that i fulfilled all my obligations for the day, including the Marley moment of the show. And I'm looking at, I'm staring at the Taiwanese. Nope, you're doing something weird. South Korea, give me the thumbs up. Alright. Tomorrow night, y'all know what that means a brand new episode of Last Week, This Week, where I talk about last week's episode of NXT and get you primed and ready for this week's episode of the Black and Gold Standard. And, uh, yeah, I'm quite excited to see what the hullabaloo was with Karrion Cross and Why how That's about to go down in the DMs real quick, so I'm excited to see all of that um, and everything else that went down. Post, of course, I believe Great, not Great, Great American Bash, but, uh, something like that. Anyway, should be a fun time. I'm gonna check out the episode more than likely tonight and tomorrow to get myself familiar with what's going on. Of course, y'all know I do not watch NXT over the weekend. The weekends usually just chill time for me to you know get myself well rested, run any errands and take care of, and then I get back into the swing of things during the week. It's part of the methods in my madness, and it usually works out for you guys as well. Other than that, guys, I'm going to get the hell out of here because I need to rest my voice as I went off for damn near 45 minutes. Enjoy the rest of your night. If you're going to watch Raw tonight, A, my condolences to your sanity as always. B, I hope you can last longer than at least a half an hour, and if you can't, I fully understand. 30 minutes is it's 30 minutes longer than I would have ever been able to handle it. So more power to you. Kudos to you. Here's a gold star and a cookie uh, provided from the YLP podcast. And my dog even approves of that as well. She is laughing her ass off. Um, Yeah, that's about it. So, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rest of your Monday night, whatever it is that you do. I'm going to watch the Phillies-Yankees game. I'm getting the hell out of here. And I'll see you guys right back here tomorrow night for episode 231 of the YLP podcast. See you!